Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and simulcast on WLIP.com and on my YouTube channel, which can be reached at GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Do you ever find yourself watching the food fight that we call our government? <laughs> and just find yourself wanting to eat your meal in peace? Don't you just want to relax at the table, pick up your fork, talk to the family, friendly conversation, and not get hit with that stray french fry of immigration policy or the mashed potatoes of abortion rights whacking you right in the face? Or how about the green beans of climate change? That's right, folks, a downright food fight every day. And for what? Let's face it, there's almost always a common sense solution to every problem that we have out there, whether it be education, immigration, health care, family planning, staring you right in the face. It's a solution that everybody can live with, but it doesn't make everybody entirely happy. But the problem is... The people who purport to solve these problems need job security. So there isn't going to be a solution to be had anytime soon if we leave it up to them. Heck, on the left, even a win isn't enough. Things that would have been a win 50 years ago and darn well should have been are now just starting points for going to the extreme. That holds true on the right as well. Everything seems to be politically demagogued these days, and the hypocrisy of the political establishment knows no bounds. Ladies and gentlemen, our thoughts have been hijacked, our values have been appropriated, and our fears are being exploited every day in an attempt to divide us. And divide us, they do. We are in one of the greatest periods of financial prosperity that our country has seen in the last... 50 years, and we could ride this wave and make it bigger if we just stay focused. If we, the people, could ignore the media, ignore the negativity, ignore the president's Twitter feed, and just pay attention to what policies are working and demand we continue down the path of getting America's house in order, we might just be okay. But beware. Beware of Russian agents (laughs) masquerading as news reporters. That's right, you might laugh, but trust nobody. Don't trust the internet. Don't trust Facebook. Don't trust Alexa. Don't trust Siri. And don't trust Google. Whatever you do, don't trust Google. Good evening again, and welcome to the program. In the studio with me today as always, is my trusted producer and man of many talents, Mr. James Selovich. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ralph. How are you, sir? How was your week? Oh, it was a. Uh, it went fast. It did go fast, didn't it? You know, you just you know, I wake up. It's Monday morning. You know, basking from the glow of this wonderful show that we do. And before I know it, it's Sunday again. I know. And I'm trying that, to figure out what so I did fast. all week. It did. This it is, is this flew right by, and it's a, a festival season too. That makes it Which go is fast. absolutely crazy. Did you do any festivals? I went to uh, Mont Carmel Festival on uh, Friday evening. How was, how was the Friday evening entertainment? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, Boys and Toys and the band Serendipity. 
played, and uh, you know, it's just a lot of family fun, friends, friends I haven't seen in a while, and a couple beverages. This is this of, is of one the, of the of unique, the adult kind. One of the cool, unique things about the the Kenosha area is is these festivals are still. I love them. They, they're the place to be. You know, next week is Saint Therese. Yep. And I always, I always like to have a car show one yep. of the days. They got the car show on the back. And what's nice about St. Teresa's is it's all shaded. <laughs> shaded. You got all the say, trees. And believe me, yeah. you know I, mean? I made the rounds uh, today. You know, I went down to uh, a friend of mine was performing over at Pride at the Pride Fest uh, right there. And there's yeah. tons of people down there. My Lord. We took, it, we took a little walk past it this morning mm-hmm. with, with the kids. Uh, well, first we went to Pride Fest. Then we went to the Mount Carmel mm-hmm. Festival. We kind of you know walked past it and mm-hmm. gave a little. So a friend of mine, she uh, does pole dancing. She was given some uh, uh, tips, having people come up and try pole dancing. That's the sort of thing I was trying to avoid with my little ones. I think like teenagers and above would have been fine. So we kind of <laughs> skirted on the outskirts. It's a great workout. It. I'm sure it is. It's a great workout. And, and, have you and, done and, it? And Coke, no, I will not get on a pole. Oh, come it's on. Not, I it's, wanna, it's not going to happen. You know what? Oh, by the way, if you guys want to call in today, we're going to uh, be opening up the lines mm-hmm. 262-694-1050. One of the things you can weigh in is whether or not you want to see Jim on a pole because I think that would be interesting. If you want to raise some money for something, I'll, I'll – I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pull dance. <laughs> it better be a lot of money for a good cause. Hey, it got to be a really lot of money. But uh, <clears throat> but uh, so I went down visited my friends. I went over to the, um, uh, the Rotary tournament, softball tournament. Gotcha. It was a great day because they're inducting a bunch of people into the uh, you know softball hall of fame, which that's is a- really nice. You know, some of my good friends I used to play against, play with, were being inducted. It, that's a that's a big deal here in Kenosha. Oh still, and, uh, Betsy Aid sang uh, the national anthem for the uh, women's championship game. Oh, fantastic! <clears throat> so I got to see Betsy today. Keep keep bumping into her more and more places. In fact, I talked to her manager Victor today, mm-hmm. and just such good people. Oh, yeah, they're, they're really doing a good job of work. The, one mm-hmm. of the hardest working people in music right yeah, now. Well, uh, you know, yeah. and this is an opportunity to have to do that. Yeah, I mean, because things start keeps happening for the band, they're not going to be available. Right. Possibly. Hopefully. That's the case because we want to see them succeed Absolutely. as much as they can. Yeah. Um, so, but um, yeah, but, my, not, my, but not before September twenty eighth though. September twenty eighth. That's your big. Uh, no, that's your show, isn't it? Oh well, you're right. The Songs of Freedom Festival. <laughs> Boy, that went right <laughs> over my head. Yes, yeah, September twenty eighth at Pinoyer Park. That's the band show. Mm-hmm. We're doing the Songs of Freedom concert. We just went through the first committee approval over okay, the city good, of Kenosha. So good, good. it's going well. We're gonna be, we're gonna start putting out some flyers and selling okay. tickets very soon. Tickets are going to be twelve dollars each. Okay. It is an all day music festival. Headlined by Betsy Aid and the Well-Known Strangers, mm-hmm. the money that we raise is going to a group that I have spoke about a couple couple yeah. times here on the show, Operation mm-hmm. Underground Railroad, and what they do is rescue children that have been trafficked, which is such a noble cause, and it is a it is a nonprofit of extreme action, and uh, okay. I, I gotta say, which is which is good to see because so many issues oriented nonprofits. Mm-hmm are good at maybe helping to start move the needle on raising awareness, and that's a good thing. And, um, of course, you have to have a, a exit strategy for when you get people out of human trafficking, and they do all that. Mm-hmm. But the other component that they add on is the fact that they go with tactical teams and, re- and rescue, yeah. physically rescue children that are in bondage. And when I saw that, it was mm-hmm. so moving that – in fact, I saw it a couple of weeks before my first show here, and it completely changed 
mm-hmm. what, what, what my focus was going to be, but it's uh, sure. such a fantastic yeah. cause. And, and you've got a fundraiser coming up uh, sooner than that this month. Uh, August 17th, uh, it'll be third year that I am uh, a part of it. It's a third annual one as well. Um, I emcee it, and I do some comedy and things as such with it as well. Uh, it's a fundraiser. Uh, some comedy. Boy, you know, you're, you're, you're awfully humble about that. Jim is well, a funny, I, funny I, guy. I don't want to uh, overextend myself. <laughs> I always, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, because if I suck, then people are like, yeah, well, he never did talk big about himself, so I guess he was right. Um, there's this uh, disease called, uh, you know, I can't, can, can you read this? I don't even have my read. My, my eyes are bad. Yeah, uh, mine too. That is the alternating... Hemopelagia, it sounds like. Alternating hemopelagia. Well, it's... it's uh, I saw the initials the for A-H-C-F, the AHCF. The yeah. AHCF. Uh, folks, uh, Google it. Ch- check it out. Um, they've got a fundraiser coming up August 17th. Now, what this disease is, is, is it's misdiagnosed a lot. Okay. With, with, with children. Um, what happens is is that they um, they think they're having... Oh, they just have seizures. Here's a bunch of drugs, and everything will be fine. You know, well, you know... Ends up not being the case. Yeah, ends up not being the case. Um, and so they're really close to finding a cure for it. And so this fundraiser is going to be August 17th uh, from 4 to 9 p.m. at the Hiawatha Bar and Grill in Sturdivant. Uh, going to be some comedy and live music. Uh, also a chance to win a, uh, a scooter, a uh, 2013 Wolf 500cc scooter. A scooter. Yeah, I can see. I can see tooling around in one of those, and or a kayak. I definitely win a kayak, and there could be other prizes too. There also could be a poker run involved with the two. And and if you don't ride, they're going to have a bus okay. from place to place. That's um, probably a good idea for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen me on a motorcycle? And, and, and dancing and food, and, and we're going to have the organizers of this in, in the upcoming show too. So to uh, take. Uh, yeah, that's this uh, that's this upcoming Sunday that they're uh, that they're coming in. No, August seven, August seventeenth. No, I mean coming out of here. Oh, we're going to have them the week before. Uh, yeah, we got to okay. have a week before if we can. If got not, it. two weeks before is fine too. But. Absolutely, because we're because we're so organized. We we're getting there, Jim. We're getting there. I tell you, I mean, this was a fledgling idea. Uh, a month ago, or a month and a half ago, and and here we are doing it. And oh, and th- don't forget uh, coming up because uh, shameless plug. I'm as well. I got the radio, oh, I got the microphone, and I control the, the board. The, the, you do, you do control the board. We're going to so, talk about the over your head. So, so overhead uh, improvisers. Uh, we open uh, this coming Thursday. That was a fun show with your. With yeah, your crew, was a good time with them. They, they really enjoyed it too. They really. Enjoyed I mean, it. I really want to have them back again yeah. and, and do more of that. And uh, I was going to sit in on some of your rehearsals, but last week was a bad week. But mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, this week, with the exception of Monday, which I'm going to a uh, a ball game uh, on Monday. But oh, awesome. Yeah, taking my uh, taking my 11 year old and a, bu- a bunch of uh, kids mm-hmm. his age and uh, another dad, and we're going to teach these boys how to tailgate. Nice. There yeah. you are. That that's got to get them started early. That's that's, that's right. Yeah. Uh, our show we open uh, Thursday night, uh, eight o'clock shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and and then the following Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, it's like whose line is it anyways? Those of you who listened last week got a taste of it. If you didn't, um, we're, gonna do, we're doing improv, and we're definitely going to do some more. We're gonna we're gonna have to bring them back and do some more improv. Yeah, even on you were pretty good business. at it, buddy. I'm telling you what, you should. Uh, you know, it's hard to take a look at. Well, that. I got a scheduling conflict with this upcoming show because they did ask me to uh, to join the cast, but uh, after after this upcoming show, I definitely like to to get involved. So, uh, yeah, I think everyone, if you want to learn improv. You can um, 
possibly leave a message for me here at WLIP and I'll get a hold of you. Perfect. Because uh, uh, I think improv, everyone should should take an improv class. I, I think in life. Any, and anybody who's in sales, anybody who has mm-hmm. to do any sort of public speaking at any point in time, improv is important because it, it, it gets you in touch with your human side, your sense of humor mm-hmm. side, so that it's not all, it's not all abrasive all the you time. You know, I, I have a friend who uh, he does for a living. He hangs art. He travels all over the place. And he hangs actually, you know. Well, one, art must hate that. Oh yeah, you know, hey, your heart. Yeah, we're hanging them in uh, Austin today. <laughs> String them up. No, um, so he goes to these different uh, places, and he uh, hangs these, you know, beautiful uh, works of art and yep. things as such. Um, he was in a, a house in Austin, Texas, last week, and this woman had this big carving of yes and. Now, yes and is a saying we use in improv that's accepting everything. Someone says something to you, they give you a suggestion as you're on stage, you, you yes and them. Okay. So you agree with them and you add on to it. You agree with them and add on yeah, to it. Yeah, yes and. I think everyone should do this in your regular life too, but yes you, yes and. You've got to give me an auditory example of that. Uh, <clears throat> why don't you start? Say it's a, be- it's a beautiful day. I can start with something that simple. Yes, yeah. It's a beautiful day today. Yes, and I took advantage of it by taking a walk by the lake. Yeah, and I'll bet that the wind was blowing and the tall ship sailed by, and it would be a really good idea to climb aboard that thing next time. Yes, and you know what? I think I'm going to do that. Let's, yeah, we'll definitely see. That's what you yeah, just so said. I think you should walk see, the plank. You yeah, just keep going said, until well, you, you, know, so you, you work your way up to a punchline. You know, you know, I guess I will moment. work the plank. Well, it, it's, it becomes. Dialogue becomes a scene, not so much a scene. It becomes, it's a scene, and and it and it's natural. Sure, and that's what I like about improv. But yes, and anyways, you know, I watched a documentary two nights ago on mm-hmm. the creation of the show Seinfeld. Oh wow! And they had a lot of uh, back and forth between Larry David and mm-hmm. and Jerry. And what I didn't realize uh, until I watched this is that most of that stuff that was happening. In the show was stuff mm-hmm. that Larry David and uh, Jerry Seinfeld had already kind of worked out with yeah. each other. Yep. And when they cast the role of uh, George Costanza uh, and brought in um, Jason Alexander, mm-hmm. he didn't even realize that he was actually playing Larry David till into the second season. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of, and he was always just ba- maybe a season behind their conversations that they were having, right. which is why the, their breakout season was when they started talking about th- when they started talking about starting a show right. on the show, right? And the producers hated it. They hated mm-hmm. the entire arc of it. They thought that it wasn't going to work. It was going to be an mm-hmm. absolute failure. They tried to talk him out of it, but they had given creative control already mm-hmm. at that point to to, to Jerry Seinfeld yeah. and, to, yeah. uh, and to Larry David, that, that and that a, ended up being the breakout season. Mm-hmm. That's when they and surpassed. That, and those everybody. are golden years of, of of comedians being offered, you know, you know, development deals. I mean, it's just unheard of nowadays. I mean, it still happens. It's called YouTube now. Yeah, well, there's so many different. There wasn't, there wasn't YouTube back then. As long as YouTube Netflix doesn't penalize and, you, because i got to tell you, I, I had not been penalized at all by YouTube until I did the episode where I was talking about the Project Veritas, mm-hmm. uh, inter, or the Project Veritas undercover investigation of YouTube and of Google and how they were manipulating results. And did you know that that stream was my first stream to ever get blocked, ever? Really? Really. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. So, I mean, now I'm talking about Google. Who knows? I might get blocked here. And they used a copyright reason where normally they claim monetization because, of course, we play, mm-hmm. you know, as a licensed radio station, we play copyrighted material on here, and we have to give them the monetization if we do it on YouTube, which is absolutely acceptable. But they took Yellow Submarine was their excuse. Yet there are dozens of videos out there with Yellow Submarine where you, where the artists are, are just claiming monetization. Right. Wow. So, yeah. There's, I, you know, it, it, well, that means they're paying attention to what you're doing. They are, which I was surprised. Which, which is which so is, now which I have mean, three viewers, which, which including mean, yeah. <laughs> including the the whoever the uh, you would think if, uh, if somebody gets so many hits that they'll start looking at it. You would, but I wasn't getting that many hits. So now my third viewer apparently is the sensor over at Google, mm. uh, or or the Lord. artificial intelligence anyway that is playing yeah. sensor. Let's take a break. Let's do that. Uh, we'll take a break. More would get real. When we when we come back, I'm going to talk to talk to you a little bit about immigration after the break. Blue Star medicated ointment gets five star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. You're catering a wedding and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Hi, are you looking for a home in southeastern Wisconsin? If you are, go to 262kenoshahomes.com. That's 262kenoshahomes.com where you can see all of the properties for sale in real time. It'll even show you the properties that are active with offer, which if you go to most of the national major websites, doesn't tell you that, so you can see what's really available. Then when you're done, talk to the people at the success team broker by eXp Realty. You can call Ben Gentile or myself, Ralph Nudie, anytime at 262-656-7171. Search for your home at 262kenoshahomes.com and then call us at 262-656-7171. Are you looking for the hottest places to have a dinner date or the coolest places to grab a drink and appetizers with friends? Well, 262 Eats has it all. 262 Eats is a local food show that features the best the area has to offer. Watch Ralph Nudie as he samples the food, interviews the owners, and takes you inside and behind the scenes of the favorite places of locals and travelers alike. Be sure to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel to win prizes, gift certificates, and get special discount offers. That's 262 Eats. And we're back here in the studios at AM 1050 WLIP. This is Ralph Nudie, and you are listening to Get Real with Ralph on 
Today, the 14th of July, the 50th anniversary of the cult classic movie, Easy Rider. No kidding, huh? No kidding. 50, 50 years. 50 years. Do you remember 50 years ago? Uh, actually, I do. I don't, because I, I, I'm only 40. I'll be 47 yeah, this month. Yeah, I, uh, I remember. I can remember uh, the, the uh, moon landing. Wow. I used to have this little shirt. I was, I was a little tyke. I was a little toddler. But I had this, uh, well, actually, I was six years old. But I had this. It was the biggest news the world had ever seen yeah, at the time, yeah, right? I remember. I can remember it. My earliest memory, my earliest memory of a news event was March 1981 when Ronald Reagan was shot. Wow! And I was nine years old. And mm-hmm. I mean, you just when your president is shot, I don't care. I think I think at the time, and I would hope that would happen now. I think politics ends when something like that happens, when people just rally around their their own country, regardless of whether they like the individual or not. Right. I mean, it gets down to the human factor. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, you know, it doesn't matter what side you're on, which I you know, which I hate to begin yep. with. I hate I hate this side and that side. I you know, I, 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 had a big, I, I had a big discussion today. You know, I ran a friend of mine. He's a little political, but we talked about, and he's more to the right. Sure. You know, God bless him. And you know, but we saw so eye to eye. I'm 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 independent. I'm down the middle of the road. Absolutely. Uh, and we just talked about different things, and uh, I was just like, hey, well. I mean, I, the, I the spend, people want it. I spent a good people, chunk of my years working on the right side of the mm-hmm. aisle, you know, for people, helping people get to the positions they're in. And some of them deserved it. Mm-hmm. Some of them didn't. And, you know, I've taken a step back from that lens. And when you don't look mm-hmm. at things through that lens, and you look when you look at things through the lens of just being good people, right. there's a lot of good points. Yep. And there's a lot of BS that just gets there's, washed up. Into there's there's got to be more hands coming across you know, the aisle to shake hands and do things together with. Enough of this, this you know, Democrats against Republicans, Republicans against Democrats. What's, do, do what's right for the people. We were warned against this. Our first president, our first president, George Washington, in his farewell address, the two things that he strenu- strenuously warned us against, foreign entanglements. Mm-hmm. Boy, have we, uh, <laughs> we haven't learned a lesson there. And political parties. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things that he said would destroy us, mm-hmm. and uh, we seem to have had our fill, too much of our fill of both. Would, yeah. you, would you not agree? I totally agree. Totally agree with that. Speaking of which, in the news today, and this is a story that I wanted to touch on, and uh, if you want to weigh in on this or weigh in on why you think I'm touching on this, uh, our lines are open, 262-694-1050 here at WLIP, 262-694-1050. But... Um, $1.7 million in methamphetamines seized at the U.S.-Mexico border. This just came out today. Did you hear this story? Nope. It's the so, first I'm hearing of it. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol officers announced Friday that they had made a stunning find inside an SUV at the U.S.-Mexico border. Methamphetamines valued at over $1.7 million. Officers seized the drugs July 1st as they stopped a 42-year-old man from Brownsville, Texas, at the Brownsville and Metamoras International Bridge. The estimated total value of the drugs, $1.797 million. Investigators found 74 packages which contained a total of 89 pounds of alleged methamphetamine inside the white 2007 Volkswagen Touring, they added. Our officers continue to maintain an elevated enforcement posture to keep our borders secure, prevent dangerous narcotics from entering into our country, said Port Director Tater Ortiz, Brownsville Port of Entry. I congratulate our officers for their excellent job in this significant seizure. Wow. That's a lot of meth, man. 
a lot. That's insane. It's just, it's just insane that, uh, you know, that stuff's still coming across the border. Nobody it's wants gonna, to talk common sense about our border. The second story that I wanted to tie to that will we'll, 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 we'll give you some reason. Well, You'll well, see well they why. caught them. They, get, they got it. They, they got it. They got it. How much more has gotten through? There's a lot that's getting through, and it's because it's all a political football. Every last bit of it. So I've got a second story that is... It's it's related, and okay. it's a different story, but it still involves a border and involves the other side. And that is that here in the same news day, same news cycle, mm-hmm. Joe Biden is getting barbecued by his own people, I guess you could say, his own people, because he refuses to ab- apologize for the nearly 3 million deportations that got carried out during his tenure as vice president. And I'm not going to read that entire article. Mm-hmm. But— you can't have the will to enforce borders as a country when half the country is being manipulated to think that doing so is mean or evil or somehow uh, agoraphobic or xenophobic or whatever kind of phobia you want to attach to it when really we just need common sense. And I think that if we had the right people in the right places, which to me the right people is the United States Army, mm-hmm. across the entire border— you wouldn't need as many Border Patrol agents because the Border Patrol agents could do their job of enforcement at border crossings. They could make sure that all the people that we need to let into this country can get through because they're not busy running up and down the border. But that means making it not porous. And I don't care you know, whether it's a bridge, whether it's a wall, whether it's a, a, a fence, whatever you want to call it. Having a physical border isn't mean. I've got a fence around my backyard. In fact, my neighbors put a fence mm-hmm. up I didn't like because it's ugly. Mm-hmm. But... It is what it is. We got a caller on the line. We do have a caller on the line. All right. Well, let's see what our caller has to say. How do I do this? Hi, you live on the air? Get real with Ralph. Hi. Hello. Hi, it's Gabe. Um, what's pole dancing? <laughs> Excuse me. What's what? Say that again. Pole dancing. Pole dancing. Okay, so Gabe, uh, how old are you, Gabe, and where are you calling from? Um, I'm 11. You're 11, okay. and where are you calling from? What town? Uh, Kenosha. Kenosha. Uh, full disclosure, guys, this is my 11 year old son. Tell your mom that I'm this. Son. Tell tell your <laughs> tell your mom that this show is not safe for children. <laughs> Dad will tell you later. My first, how come every time I ask for callers, I get a relative first? That's fine. That is fine. So, Gabriel, you're an actor, so as long as you're on the phone, tell us a little bit about your acting debut coming up. Yeah. Um, I'm in a movie, and I'm in The Lion King Jr. I'm Little Simba. Little Simba in The Lion King Jr. And you do have a movie coming out. What's the name of the movie that uh, you're in? Uh, the Fear of Looking Up. The Fear of Looking Up is an independent film. The trailer's out there right now. You can uh, actually pull it up on nice. on YouTube or wherever else, and it's going to be playing fi- the film festival circuit. Is that the uh, the horror film? It is. It is about a deranged police officer. Is that the one with the girl? With the... Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I, was, I was having drinks with her the other night. The, with Kim. Kim. Kim Emer. Oh, yeah. Who plays the mother. Yeah. And she was describing the um, the... the the shoot and everything. Gabriel, uh, yeah, she, she, she did like two days of work. That's the lady that sliced herself in the very beginning of the first scene. Now, uh, Gabe, as an 11-year-old actor, what have you learned about horror films? 
Gabe? What? What have you learned about horror films as an 11-year-old actor? What have you learned? Um, <laughs> scary. <laughs> well, they're scary, but are they real? No. He had a lot of fun finger painting with blood in one well, of the sets. Well, that's just it, you know, and they're very professional. They um, and she told me about the, <laughs> the prosthetic they put on her throat Yeah. with a little tube that went down her back, and the guy's actually laying on the floor, so when she cut her throat... But she pushed the button. They push a button, and blood splurts out. I think there's, there, there is a redeeming quality on the, on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. of having... having I have to say, he got cast in this movie, and I didn't get a chance to read mm-hmm. the script ahead of time. And I started reading ahead before a scene that he's in that's mm-hmm. a little bit horrific. It's playing in Greece. It is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you're all over Greece right now, Gabriel. Probably, you know, I'm not going to say too much about his scene other than to say that it was pretty horrific when I read it, and I started having second thoughts, but he'd already been in every other scene, and this was the final scene he was going to be in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, hey, folks, if your ch- child's ever going to be in a movie, always read the script first. <laughs> I can tell you that. That's, that's the lesson I learned. But I got to that point, and I was panicked. And mm-hmm. then when I watched them create the scene with him helping create the scene, mm-hmm. I realized how instructive this was and how much this was just oh, yeah. creating make-believe. It's all make-believe. Yeah. yeah. It's and, make-believe. And when, when you're creating it, it's, uh, it, it's, a lot more, it's a lot easier yeah, to understand. I, I Probably think a lot that's what scary. a lot of people have to realize when they're watching a horror film with children in it. Yeah. That not all the scenes are shot with the children. I mean, it's, it's, they're going to shoot the scene, that, like a close-up of the kid, and he's not looking at the gore that's happening. Well, that's how they edit it down. But, and there are different, different ones that Gabe was probably a part of that Absolutely. he saw happen. And my 20-year-old is actually in the trailer, and he, uh, in the trailer, a guy gets shot, in the, and it, mm-hmm. it just goes right over him, mm-hmm. like all the debris, right. I guess you want to call right. it. All the matter, mm-hmm. as we're going to call it. <laughs> well, Gabriel, thank you very much for calling. That kind of came as a surprise. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to move on to the next topic. But uh, I guess this is your <laughs> debut on radio as well, so you're hitting job, all the mediums. Gabe. Gabe, Gabe, you did great, buddy. You <laughs> thank ha- you. You, ha- you have a career in radio. But stick, thank you. But stick with film and stage. Yeah. Hopefully you don't have the face for radio like you did. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. Oh, that's nice of him to call. That was, uh, yeah. He asked what pole dancing was. I mean, talk about, I, 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 turned, about, I turned about 29 shades of red right there when you yeah. said that. Daddy will tell you when he gets home <laughs> what pole dancing is. Let's put it is. this way. I did not meet your mother there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a great fitness thing, pole dancing. I mean, sure. Everyone from every walk of life are taking pole lessons. Sure. Because well, it's, it's, it's fitness. It has redeeming qualities. I mean, we used to spend a lot of time being connoisseurs of that art form when uh, I was stationed in South Korea. That was a mm-hmm. big thing. Was, was... I got you. Okay. <laughs> Supporting single mothers. I get it. Not a problem. Something like that. Actually, looking back, it was uh, probably my first brush with human trafficking, and I didn't know it at well, the time. That's just you know, it. I was I a mean, young Yeah, we'll GI. talk about that more as far as you know, how that thing's happened. We're going to take another break. All right. We are already near the bottom of the hour. So after this, we're going to introduce our musical guests. Yep. We're giving our musical guests in here. And uh, Gina's on it already. She's so awesome. All right. Stay tuned. We're so lucky to have her. We are lucky to have Gina. She's a hard worker. Stay tuned for our musical guest after the break on Get Real with Ralph.
And a little more music from uh, the soundtrack of Easy Rider on today, the 50th anniversary of that cult classic. That is The Weight by the band. Hopefully you know it. If you don't, you should. You should. I don't think that, uh, I hate to say kids these days, but man. Dang kids these days. They miss out on, they're missing out, I have to say. they're their hippity hop music. That's what I love about having musical guests here. I don't know if you've noticed. Have you noticed something every musical guest has had in common? They're old. They got, they got <laughs> beards? No, they actually play musical instruments. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's oh, not nowadays a, I get that's not point. a prerequisite to be a musician anymore. I mean, nowadays you could just take other people's music and loop it and do all kinds of stuff with it. What, crack, what cracks me up is they think they invented it too. It's just like, come on, man. Yeah, you know. No, when it comes to loop musicians, have you seen when they play their own stuff and they loop it? I love loops. I think that you can do some really cool things with those. I agree. Now that was Eric speaking up in in the studio today. Or, or I'm sorry, that wasn't Eric. That was that was Eric's friend, right? Hi. Ryan, right? Sean, 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 Sean Ryan. I uh, I feel like I'm playing improv already. All right, all right. Could, so uh, could be Ryan. Uh, on the on the bill coming in, Eric Nelson. Eric is a, a basic guitar player, and uh, I guess you, uh, you you write songs, you sing. You're part of uh, the Dillweeds. You're part of uh, Pat Garrett and the Outlaws as well. Correct. I'm really not much of a songwriter, but. Uh, um, I have been surrounded by some great songwriters. Uh, Adam uh, Lance from the Dillweeds uh, writes a lot of uh, original material, and he's a phenomenal songwriter. And Pete's got a couple originals, who you know, Mm -hmm. Pete Rollo. Pete Rollo, And uh, Pat Garrett, his songs are uh, priceless. They're different. They're good. (laughs) And, yeah, Sean with you on the violin, looks like. Is that a violin or is uh, Are you going to ask if it's a violin or a fiddle? Yeah. Depends how you play it. Well, it's a... Um, fiddle when you're playing it, and it's a violin when you're selling it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you want to buy fiddles? No, there's, there's only joke answers, really, to that. Some people say, it's a flatter bridge, and there's some kind of different setup. But <laughs> uh, The difference is you can spill beer on a fiddle. That's right. You don't spill <laughs> beer on a violin. Well, so what do you spill on a violin? Fine. Well, Ooh, nothing. Yes. Hopefully nothing, I'm guessing. Moet. Moet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's what spills out of a it. A fine Chianti. So, uh, <laughs> how have you two been playing together for a while? Uh, yes, oh a handful gosh. of years now. Eh? Yeah. Uh, well, we go. Hey, what are you Canadian? I am. We go back to the American Folk days, which uh, is a bluegrass band. And mm-hmm. um, okay, I remember American Folk. Jeez. So what? Yep. Ten years? Yeah. Over yeah. ten years. That's it's. I would say it's a ten yearish kind of thing. Yeah, at least 10 years. Gotcha, when, gotcha. When I moved back to Kenosha, that was the first group that I jumped back into uh, was American Folk. When you moved out of Kenosha, where did you move? Uh, I moved to Oshkosh first for a violin degree, and then to Madison to do understudy for teaching beginner uh, mm-hmm. gotcha. players, and also to deliver pizza and work with the area songwriters. And somewhere around there, I learned nice. to play the, fil- the fiddle, too, huh? I learned how to play some fiddle. I got into a bluegrass band in college. I got lucky. That's awesome. Do you, uh, do you still teach? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Monday through Thursday at the Kenosha Music Conservatory. Oh, you're over there with Brandon and Greg yep, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm buds. teaching now, too. That's I, a I great group of knowledgeable student. guys there and gals that are uh, really educating our youth if— uh, if, if you have a child and you want to get them into uh, music, it's one of the places you can check out for if sure. If you're an adult and you want to take some lessons. Oh, for well, sure. That too. Because I did, I did. I sat in with Greg because I played a little bit of guitar and I just, you know, 
like, man, I need to get back into it, you know? Yeah. I got this acoustic sitting staring at me at home. I'm like, man, dude, you know, pick it up again, Jim. Jeez. Why me? Yeah. Right. Shout Why are you out just to the cosmic family. <laughs> if any of the cosmic families listening. Cosmic <laughs> families. Cosmic Railroad. So you're in three different three different groups all together then? Uh well, uh just really two. Gotcha. I I, I fill in here and there, uh very seldom, uh, but uh Sean is uh Sean plays with a lot of people uh all around Wisconsin. Yeah. Now, are you from the area originally, born and raised? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I started playing with American Folk. Uh, uh, their bass player left, and uh, I I tried out, and then Adam was just like, do you have a car? And I said, yeah. And he's like, well, you got the job. <laughs> God, I remember I remember when auditioning That's for right, a band man. meant your hair had to be long enough. I could never get higher back then. My hair was always too short. It was a diabolical opposition between parents and people casting for bands, I swear. <laughs> yeah, so what are you going to play for us today? Uh, well, we are going to play uh, some old numbers, like old as in uh, 50s, 60s, 60s here. Um, I think we're going to start off one with uh, from the box tops, the letter. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, letter rib. They got to put right. their they got to put their headphones down, folks. Ticket for an airplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone I'm going home My baby, she wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Gotta get back to my baby once again Lonely days are gone I'm going home My baby, she wrote me a letter Well, she wrote me a letter Said she couldn't live without me no more Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway, yeah, give me a ticket for an airplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm going home My baby, she wrote me a letter Well, she wrote me a letter, said she couldn't live without me no more. Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more? Anyway, yeah. She wrote me a letter, said she couldn't live without me no more. Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more? Anyway, yeah, give me a ticket for an airplane. Ain't got time to take a fast train. Lonely days are gone, I'm going home. My baby, she wrote me a letter. My baby, she wrote me a letter. My baby. She wrote me a letter. Yeah! <laughs> you made that song fun again. 
<laughs> That's one that you probably don't hear too often these days. No, you don't. You you don't you hear it in a movie soundtrack once in a while yeah, it yeah. seems like, <laughs> but uh or maybe you know, it's not quite old enough for dancing with or uh for music of music with the stars and it's quite not new enough for WIIL so it's kind of in that little sweet spot where yeah, it's kind of in the music graveyard until somebody resurrects it <laughs> and boy, have you done a good job with that. Hey, Thank thanks. You. So um do you do all you do covers, originals, a little bit of everything? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Like I said, uh, uh, for the Dillweeds, uh, our originals mainly come from uh, Adam Lance and from Pat Garrett's uh, and the Outlaws. It's it's Pat Garrett's originals. Uh, we kind of want to focus more on originals, but um, you know you got to have a good balance of covers because absolutely you know, there's so many good songs out there, mm. and and that's what people judge you by. And you know they're gonna you're gonna catch them on a cover. Well, well it's the yardstick where they know whether or not so many people aren't that musical, so that's their way of measuring whether they think you're any good or not because they can compare it to what they've already heard. Where For when sure. they ha- where, when they hear originals and they're not musically inclined people, they don't they don't know what to judge it against. Yeah. And so that's why I tell people who are younger people who are in bands. Obviously, I don't tell you guys anything. You've been at this a long time, but we we've get the, we get these younger people that come into my into our other studio where we do our podcasting, and they talk to us about their dreams and their ambitions and how they only want to play originals. And I tell them, listen, that's <laughs> that's that's every young musician ever. But the covers are what tell the story as to how far you're progressing in your skill level as a musician. And people want to know that you're good before they want to listen to what you have to play sure. when you're out playing live over and over and over again. Yes, you can have an original catch fire and then all bets are off. But even the greatest entertainers out there are still covering other entertainers' music on a, on a, yeah. on a regular basis. Just now they don't do too many of them. You exactly. Know, they slip you know, a few into their set. They slip a few into their repertoire to make sure that uh, you know they're they're keeping people excited and uh, plus if you're going to play all night. Oh god. <laughs> you yeah. got yeah. to have covers, man. No, I've, uh, I mean, you know, they mix in originals. I mean, and, I still think the uh, the first real group that I got in in college, that bluegrass group, I think that they did it really right like um everybody had their own original songs, but it started with playing the old classic bluegrass tunes Mm -hmm. and then little by little the originals slipped in and over time they became like half the set sure yeah and bluegrass is such a great genre to play covers into Mm -hmm. and nobody knows them (laughs) yeah you can take you can take any song from any genre and turn it into a bluegrass song i heard heard a a lot of acdc there was a, a group Bluegrass oh, group plays oh, yeah, the ACDC. Hay, the Hayseed yep. Dixies play a lot of ACDC. Is that what that is? Yeah. 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 The Hayseed um, Dixies. And they started off doing just ACDC, mm-hmm. but they do a little bit of everything. They play some Guns N' Roses. They play, right. you, you name it, they play it, but they turn it into a very, very twangy brand of bluegrass on yep. top of it all. And it's, uh, it's, it's fun to hear. Mm-hmm. There, there's picking on Ozzy, and then um, David Lee Roth, I think, uh, did um, a bluegrass on version of, of uh, Jump. No, I did hear that. <laughs> I bet there's picking on Gloria Estefan. <laughs> picking on Gloria yeah, Estefan. Yeah, just like that's just bluegrass covers. We really, oh, sure. We really oh, shouldn't. The rhythm's got to get you. The rhythm's no, going to get awesome. you. What? The rhythm is going to get you. Uh, yeah. Oh. Rhythm is going to get you. You know, if you yeah. could improvise into <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> just start. I used to roller skate to that song. Oh, <laughs> oh you grew up in Kenosha, huh? Yeah. Red's Roller Rink. <laughs> Red's, right? Hey, if you remember Red's Roller Rink, you got a, me- a memory of that, you're going to have to call in here, too. 262-694-1050. And if you remember it from downtown. 
We got somebody ready, huh? Yep. <laughs> You're on WLIP with Get Real with Ralph. Hello, this is Dr. Pendyke. Uh Not only is the rhythm going to get you, but your gastrointestinology report may, too. Their what report? Uh, well, well, who am I talking to and where are you, first of all? <laughs> what? All right. I think we got cranked. All right. I, I, think, I think he Next needs... Next caller that calls in, decode what that guy just said. <laughs> yeah, if you could decode that for the, the, sure. The toxic, toxicology? We might bring a, a slightly... Uh... Different. Altered Different audience to the radio station. <laughs> yeah, Eric, we, we apologize for that's that. Right, the station needs it. Well, that that wasn't the, that wasn't the call you were trying to dodge, was it, Eric? No, no. <laughs> yeah, Eric said he's trying to dodge. It's her a father. Call. It's her father. Ah, uh, it's her father. Well, do I have to tell her that it's not his too? <sighs> what are your intentions with my with my daughter? <laughs> uh, uh, damn I, rock and roll people. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, there's no of those calls. No. All right. But if there is, 262-694-1050 is the number. That's right. Tell us what you think about um, bluegrass. And roller skating to Gloria Estefan. Roller skating and Red's (laughs) roller rink. Because, my gosh, I don't think I'd have had a... I don't think I'd have had a puberty without Red's roller rink. Uh, okay. <laughs> Were you on the whip? I mean, that's that whole coming of age, though, like when you're noticing the, you know, the opposite gender and you're really, you know, good thing you're on wheels. That's all I got to say. The rhythm is going to get you. <laughs> Back yeah, in the, the days. The Bobby Brady change song. When the iconic bass line for Queen was under pressure and not Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, oh, there you are. Hey. Did you know there's a one note difference in the bass line between the two and they thought that was going to keep them safe? I did not know that. There's, yep. That's some wild, wacky stuff. That was a very good Johnny Carson. I I did not know that. You are correct, Johnny. You are correct, sir. (laughs) We're in the 90s. We're in the 90s. We are stuck in the 90s. And we're going to go back a little further with a little more bluegrass. What do you guys got for us next year? You got a nice uh, three-minute tune? Oh, a nice little yeah. oldies bluegrass tune yeah. here. Yeah, we, can, we can sail to the top of the hour with your, uh, with yeah. your tune. If you, if you start rolling right away here, you got uh, three minutes even. Three minutes okay. even. Ready, go. Ready. Yeah. You want to? Yep, yep. All right, here we go. Two, three, four. As I walk along, I wonder what went wrong with our love, love that was so strong. And I think about the things, things we'd done together while our hearts were young. I'm walking in the rain. Tears are falling and I feel the pain Wishing you were here by me To end this misery And I wonder Why, 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 wonder Why, 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 why She ran away and I wonder Where she will stay my little runaway Run, 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 run away I 
I'm walking in the rain Tears are falling and I feel the pain Wishing you were here by me To end this misery And I wonder Why, 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 wonder Why, 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 why? She ran away And I wonder she will stay My little runaway Run, 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 run away Run, 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 run away Run, 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 run away psychedelic effect of the electric prunes there with their own rendition of Kyrie Lee's own kind of a strange rendition if you ask me what do you think Jimmy uh, yeah very strange it's uh I believe this was uh, playing when they're in New Orleans when they were tripping doing the uh they're doing going, a little going through the graveyard doing a little LSD the uh the guys an easy rider easy rider it's 50 years 50 oh, years you were saying they just had clumsy feet and they were tripping over everything <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's Sean, one of the musicians in the uh, in the studio with us today. Sean, Sean, no, we, Sean we mean do, you. My eleven year old called in earlier to ask what pole dancing was. Maybe you and him can get together and talk about pole dancing and tripping because they have different meanings for the rest of us. We do. That one's going to be a little right, tougher. To well, th- think about that one. Make we, do, we, we do have a caller on the line. We do. All right. Well, you're on Get Real with Ralph and WLIP. Uh, who am I speaking with? Name in town first. Uh, my name is Jim, and I live in Racine now. I grew up in Kenosha, and I, I I played in a rock and roll band with Larry Zarletti that played at Red's Roller Rink. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! You mean Larry, yeah. the former the former sheriff, Larry? He, the same. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God the, rest he, his soul. He was, he was such a talented musician all the way around. He, he yeah he was the he was the he was the front man. He was the singer, and uh, I played saxophone. We had a big horn section, and uh, we tore it up. And you played at Reds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, our manager was Frank Carmichael. <laughs> we all know. We all know that guy. Well, yeah, you mean, you, so we, he's a radio so we, personality we, here on WLAP so, these days. So we were, so we were, <laughs> we weren't playing. You know, we weren't playing. Uh, you know, the the biggest, uh, the biggest venue. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that must have been the gig to get. Not really, not hardly. But I mean, when we, 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 what you wanted to do is you wanted to play at schools. You wanted to play at Tremper or even the oh, junior high schools yeah, yeah. because they'd play. They'd pay. You know, we go into the bars and we'd play from nine to one. And, you know, and we were, we were. I was fifteen, mm-hmm. and we'd go into the bars and we'd play from nine to one, and they'd pay us one hundred and seventy-five bucks for a ten-piece band. Wow. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, sixty-eight, sixty-nine, okay. early seventy. You know, mm. yeah, right in there. Yeah, I was a, I was a sophomore during our. That was our. That was our pretty much our heyday. You know, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we're we're pretty good though. We we weren't bad. I bet. Good horn section. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so other than playing, what was your what was your favorite thing that you would do when you were just there as a kid? I mean, was it was it the couple skate? Was it the was it the lucky number? Was it no? The I wasn't shoot, interested. Disco in duck. I, 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 no, I was scared of girls. The only thing I wasn't scared of was beer and uh, a bunch of things to smoke that I shouldn't have had my hands on. Oh, you're you the, you're the kid that got kicked out of Red's Roller Rink, weren't you? Tell the truth for, uh, for smoking in the boys' room. I, 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 I don't my I don't have uh, I don't have a I, I I don't my memory my memory fails me, you know. You don't say. <laughs> Were you a long hair? <laughs> Was anybody around in the eighties when they took that that they had that back arcade where they had all the pinball machines and all that and they yeah. took it all out and they put the big giant video screen in there because they thought that was going to be the thing to just stand in there on your roller skates and, and watch rock videos on MTV. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah I, I was I was long gone by then. I I, I, I had checked out. I, I had moved up to Racine and and uh, got married and stuff. Yeah, I remember yeah. one time I got my butt whooped in there by a bunch of people. I don't even know why, but uh, you know I was feeling. I, I could take a guess. What is that? You had to fight on roller skates. Yeah, I might have been running my mouth. You think? You think that might have happened? It I, possibly would have happened. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know you back then. But. Who would have thought that running my mouth could be something that would be a positive later on? <laughs> but uh you'll see one of my favorite songs that i would hear there is um is um it, it would just it would get me all in the mood was uh you know whenever you heard this coming you knew it was time to go go find that lucky lady and ask her to couple skate with you and grab her hand and all those little dots would be going around in the circles on the roller rink and I remember sometimes I had to ask 30 or 40 girls a couple skate with me before I could get the one. And then they put you in a whip. <laughs> and, and they throw you across the place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, I'm out. All right, Jim. Thanks for the call, Thanks buddy. for calling. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we changed. Got what it takes, so I made you my wife. Okay. All right. We're done with that. <laughs> All right. So... We're going to have the real musicians play some real music here again. Okay. (laughs) What are you going to play for us next? Uh, This is an old, old traditional song. The word old is even in the title. Yeah. Wreck of Old 97. All right. I thought you were going to say Old Town Road for a minute there, and I was going to show you the door. (laughs) It's, It's Sean and Eric on WLIP. They gave him his orders in Monroe, Virginia. They said, Steve, way behind the times. This is not 38, this is old 97. Put her in dispenser, wrong time. So he turned around and said to his big greasy fireman, shovel on a little more coal. And when we cross them wide old mountains, watch old 97 roll. It's a mighty rough road from Lynchburg to Danville, lying on a three-mile grade. 
It was on that grave where he lost his Eric. See what a jump he made. He was going down the grave, making 90 miles an hour. Whistle broke into a scream. He was found in the wreck with his head on the throttle, scalded to death by the steam. Now to all you ladies, you better take a warning from this time on and learn. Never speak harsh words to true love a husband who may leave you and never return. Johnny Cash made that one popular. Johnny Cash. Still one of my favorites. Kind of ironic with a name like that that he went broke, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was Johnny Paycheck. Ah. Ah. In fact, still uh, not broke it. Or did he? Johnny Paycheck died so broke that George Jones bought his gravesite. So. Johnny Paycheck is seated at the bottom of George Jones's feet. And although Johnny Cash may have went broke in his career, he he, he didn't die broke. Ah, that is correct. Not completely. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of musicians I can think of that were far lower on that uh, totem pole as far as uh, financial wherewithal than Johnny Cash. He did some good things toward the end of his career. The one of the last recordings that I remember him putting out there was the Nine Inch Nails song "Hurt" when he covered no, it. You know, talk about we we're just talking about covers in the break and how you can take a cover and make it completely different. Right, and that changed the entire meaning of the song. Mm-hmm. And you could see if you ever watched the video on YouTube or anywhere else the the hurt, the actual hurt in, mm-hmm. in, in the guy's face. And the the director did such a good job of piecing together the, mm-hmm. the, the parts of Johnny Cash's life. But I, mean, I just I was listening uh, listened to Hurt Nine Inch Nails version the other day, and I'm just like, oh, Johnny Cash's version just blows it away, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's, it's just unbelievable. I, I think even Trent Reznor has to probably acknowledge that Johnny Cash probably took yeah, his song probably, to a completely yeah, he, different he, level. He admitted that. He yeah. said uh, that's Johnny Cash's song now. Yep. They actually play that video um, at the end when you're walking out uh, of the Johnny Cash Museum. And let me tell you, there's there's not a dry eye. Mm-hmm. I went to the Johnny Cash Museum but didn't didn't get a chance to get in because he had to wait, and it was quite a long tour. And I, the next time we go back uh, to Nashville, I definitely want to go through the whole thing because it looked incredibly interesting. Uh, well, there's not much in Nashville that isn't interesting, but mm-hmm. uh, that was one of the more interesting things that I've seen. Have you guys been to Nashville at all? Couple uh, times, yeah. yeah. Couple, twelve it, times. Did you play yeah. down there? Did you play at the uh, what's that uh, one? What's that one club that everybody likes to play at? Uh, we didn't play the down wall. there. We did Roberts? play um, the blue something. Or I like going to Nudie's oh, bar. Oh, uh, Bluebird. Bluebird. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah. we did not play there. We did go to um, Knoxville though uh, with American Folk, and we played on the Blue Plate Special uh, WDBX. Yeah, Is that, that was it? cool. Oh, neat. And that's a pretty big Americana station. So mm-hmm. we we thought that oh my gosh, we're 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 making it. We're on the Blue Plate Special. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, everybody got married, had kids. Uh, stuff happened. That old thing <laughs> that that uh, throw a wrench into a musical um, future. What was it? My first little Nashville trip was with uh, a couple of members of the old group Dead Horses, which is a Wisconsin kind of bluegrass staple. The fiddle player is my friend Tim Mackery, and now he's uh, in a group called Feed the Dog, and he he's 
he plays with every band in the Fox Valley practically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I sat in with him a night before at this Mile of Music thing in Appleton. Mm-hmm. And then we had talked about Nashville, or I had heard that they were going, but then it turned out like it was the next morning. Oh. And I had to like make a choice. Like, uh, okay, so I called in to my, you know, the Kenosha Country Club where I was washing dishes at the time. <laughs> Like hey, I, we all have choices. I, I gotta take a few days off because I'm I'm making it big time, guys. I'm going I'm going to Nashville. I'm gonna be a star. Well, old old roots. It, it was two years ago. No, it was more like fifteen, fifteen years, something ago, like that. You're right. you're all washed up here. Your dishwashing career is over. I know. It, well, it's you it's, can always go back. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, in, in the 10 uh, plus years that we had, uh, you know, we've actually been able to see some people go from nothing to uh, be that headliner, horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. For some reason, I was just thinking of Nashville, and, and there's this clip that you can probably find on YouTube. It's um, uh, which, what, which guy from Horseshoes and Hand Grenades? It's, oh. <laughs> it's the middle, of, it's the middle uh, of winter down there, uh, and he's walking around without a shirt, and uh-huh. he's like, I'm from Wisconsin. No, there's a weather forecaster just doing his thing on the street, like, well, oh, there's a lot of snow going on in Nashville right now, and, hey, but hey, buddy, aren't you cold? And he just goes, no, man, I'm from Wisconsin, and keeps walking. <laughs> that's Davey. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's, uh, he's a yeah, he's a viral internet star now. That. What do you th- hey. What do you think of how the internet has changed the the trajectory of getting famous? Ah, that that's a weird one. It yeah. helps out a lot of people. Well, like, content is I, king now. Yeah, yeah. I have a little cousin who's insanely famous now. His name's um, um, uh, oh, he's a jazz. Oh, Tristan. Trist- Tristan's been on my show. Yeah, Tristan's yeah. been on your yeah. show. <laughs> he was on my show when we were just a podcast before we even started on the radio. As a matter of fact, I was on his uh, his YouTube channel as well. But the first one that we did, he came out and he did the Grabzilla challenge at Grab's Burger Bar with me, and uh, because he had rolled his ankle and he couldn't play basketball that oh, week, man. and I said, "Well, how about I challenge you to a burger eating contest on camera?" Ah. And we had a lot of fun. Actually, I trained or I, I was an assistant coach for the Pee Wee Steelers when him and my sons and a bunch of other kids all played together, and have stayed in touch with most of them. And one of his teammates was a guest on our show last week because he was he got famous uh, last week for his fifteen minutes of fame for photobombing a couple getting married. And I told him, talk to Tristan, because uh, this kid has really been intelligent in mm-hmm. how he took his 15 minutes of fame, which is him playing basketball with a teacher who wiped out. Yep, and, and crossing took, up Marcus. And took that to, yep, and he took that to the next level by just putting out content. And his, his younger brother was instrumental in doing that and really getting him out there along with uh, Trent, the 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 uh, young uh, musician who holds Tristan's camera, and mm-hmm. uh, we've watched him go from you know a couple thousand viewers yeah, to he just blew up. He blew up over a million followers on Instagram. You know his YouTube channel has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hits on a weekly basis. But yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And then he challenged me to a game of basketball uh, horse, or I had to make it shots that he made, and he did these crazy layups, <laughs> and he called that video Old Men Try to Do Crazy Layups, <laughs> meaning uh, apparently I'm an old man to him. And uh, I said, well, you got he definitely got even with me and got the better of me for me giving him that, that Grabzilla sandwich because that, that cheeseburger was hot, and he, he had tears rolling down his eyes because oh, the, uh, the burgers were so hot. But it's been, a, it's, it's been a fun ride watching him make it, and it really led to my studying how how this stuff happens and did you know that last year the top five 
YouTube videos. Most watched YouTube videos were geared toward preschoolers. <laughs> uh, I believe it. And it's become the new Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, they get the kids watching, oh, and then oh, they roll the commercials shark. over the top of it, and then the kids bother mom and dad to buy their stuff. It's no different than Saturday morning mm. cartoons, really, when it comes down to it. So you don't even have to have mature content or good content. You just have to have stuff that other kids think is funny. Yeah. And uh, Or, you know, I remember five years ago, my kids, my, my older boys, just watching kids play Minecraft on YouTube. And I'm yep. like, you're Eric watching another with... kid play video games? Eric's you're not even playing hooked. with them? Yeah, he's got, playing with his son. My, my son has me hooked to Minecraft. It's true. Yeah, like, he, really. He made a big blue bear, <laughs> and it has ladders going up to the eyes, ears, ears. To the eyes. The eyes. The, the eyes are the lookout. The head. The head of big blue bear is the lookout. Yeah. Yeah. So the world has definitely changed <laughs> when it comes <laughs> is, to. Is this all Chinese to me? Famous. I don't. You know, I, I go back to pinball. Salivish, oh. you got to get on YouTube that's a little our, bit. That's our play. You yeah. got to get on YouTube a little bit and, and nose around. Yeah. Yeah, it's vast. I'll send you. I'll send you some stuff that'll that'll blow you away. I'll tell you that. All right. But you know, social media has not just changed how you get famous. It's it's changed people's perception of other people. Sometimes for the positive, sometimes for the negative. Yeah. Uh, did you see this uh, news story about a week? In, it was about two weeks ago, and then a couple of days ago. Now uh, there's a follow up story. Um, Starbucks. There was a barista at Starbucks that asked a couple of police officers to leave because another patron felt uncomfortable. Yeah, I heard some about that. I saw some. You know, this is this is my whole shtick about being stuck in the middle here. You know, jokers to the left, clowns to the right. There is this backlash against police officers in this country that I think is disgusting. Now, that's not to say that there are some bad apples because police officers are a cross section of society. You're going to have some bad apples. But how in the heck do we get to the point where the media is helping gin up this hatred back and forth of one of the most middle-class groups of people of our society? I mean, teachers, firefighters, police officers. These are the people that, that are in our community, that live next door to us, that go to the same churches that we go to, send their kids to the same schools we send our kids to, eat at the same restaurants, and now... People are so worried about tolerance and being tolerant of people that are different from them or, or not treating people different because they belong to a group. But here, these people belong to a group based on what their employment is, and they're asked to leave, and nobody gives it a second thought at first. Yeah, we've gotten to this a few bad apples spoil a whole bunch with, like, everything. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. And, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I was at Mount Carmel Festival today. And I saw a, uh, you know, everyone wants to think that police officers are, are bigoted or something like this. Well, I saw a police officer t- today there who I've known for a long time. You know, our kids grew up together. And he was there with his wife, and they've raised all three of their children. And they had two foster children with them that they are uh, in the process of potentially adopting. And, uh, you know, these children are not of the same ethnicity as the parents, all right? They don't care about that. They care about people. And I thought to myself, this this guy here probably walks into a McDonald's and gets called a racist or gets called just about anything. And if anybody knew that they had already finished raising their children, decided to give their hearts and their, their, their lives and their home, regular middle-class people just like you and I, to two other children, who two siblings who probably would have gotten broken up, 
who probably wouldn't have had a chance in and out of uh, foster care their whole lives. And now they're going to be taken care of by this wonderful family who's already done a great job of raising their own kids. And let's face it, most of us at that age, you know, we're getting to our late 40s, we're getting to our early 50s. We've you know, got our last kid leaving the house and we're like, oh, thank goodness, now we can go and live our life for us. And they're foregoing that. And that stuck in my head because I had been thinking about this Starbucks thing all week long that <laughs> – how is it that the media can be so complicit in pushing this narrative instead of rolling it back and saying, these are people? They don't mm-hmm. care. They're people. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They care about selling. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's who's going to read it first and how many clicks can they get? How many people are going to land on their page to look at it? Even you know, To look at it. And they can just horrible. demonize you know, they can just demonize an entire career. Imagine if people started demonizing firefighters. I mean, because fire is good and these people are fighting. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. Right. I can That'd tell you. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a new uh, one on me. I never heard of That might any, be uh, the next one. It's going to take them a little bit more time to. Arsonists you know, against firefighters, you know? Right. I mean. Right. And then the firefighters went rogue and they started shooting fire out of their <laughs> water hoses and engulfing the city. <laughs> hey, arsonists are we people fight too. with. <laughs> We fight with fire. We're firefighters. What did you think? Have you been doing that? Did you do LSD with Stan Lee by any chance? I wish. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. That would have been great. Doing anything with Stan Lee probably would have been... Unless you're his masseuse. (laughs) No, I I think that Jeff Epstein should go to hell and become Stan Lee's masseuse. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'd massage Stan Lee's calves. Just going on record with that. He's a legend. Yeah, calves. You mean like, not now? Moo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't think they're there anymore. I mean. <laughs> if you want to save us from circling the drain, two six two six nine four ten fifty. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, oh, and we've got a call I here. I just want to remind people: if your phone number comes up unavailable, we do not take them here. At yeah, if, if you have a phone that automatically blocks it, put star eight two in front of it. Star eight two yeah. will unblock your caller ID. Yeah, two six two policy here at WLIP. Six nine four ten fifty. <laughs> we got to know who you are before you call us if we're going to let you on our airwaves here. Two six two six nine four. It's unavailable. Unavailable. It's probably uh, you know what you know what I think the unavailable call is. Which, which every woman I talk to tells me. I'll <laughs> I'll bet you when I answer that un- phone, un- unavailable. Hey, can I get your number? It's sure, it's probably unavailable. <laughs> it's probably some guy from India telling us that we're delinquent on our taxes. What do you think? Um, you broke a button, Jimmy. That button's been broke. Oh, sure it has. Speak the tone. Sure, I'm telling, I'm telling Lenny Palmer on you. Lenny's probably the one that broke it. <laughs> you ever see how hard he hits those buttons in here? I'm sure that's why it's broken. I can tell you, Lenny probably <laughs> broke that button. The Grant School bully. He did it. So you have some upcoming gigs? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, this weekend coming up, uh, we're going to be playing in uh, Manaqua and uh, in Ogama. So we're gonna Manaqua, be- Nicaragua, or Manaqua, Wisconsin? Manaqua, Wisconsin. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we're, we're clear. Which on that. Is, it's a mighty uh, fine place. Yeah, oh, it's a great place. Uh, we, we enjoy it up there. There seems to be more of appreciation for bluegrass music up that way, Fox Fox Valley yeah. up. So uh, especially in towns populated by twenty five people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and twenty four of them are related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The twenty fifth one is the one in law. No, the Ogama town. That's a like a literal one stoplight town. Yeah. I think it was was it the first year we showed up there. There was just a bunch of old timers on the sidewalk just looking at it, shaking their heads, being like, "I ain't stopping." I knew it was one of those towns, so uh, 
after one of the set uh, breaks, I was just like, who's got the moonshine? And of course, some old lady comes up to us afterwards. I got some moonshine. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yep, pretty much the further north up in the state you go, the more you can find people who make their own shine, yeah. And grow, yeah. grow their own things. I actually have a gallon jug of uh, at my apartment right now from one of my friends up north. Wow. Next, yeah, next time you're here. I think they still get you for making your own still, too. Yeah, I'd bring, I'd bring you some. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they still get you for having your own still, don't they? I don't think you, I don't think you can even have your own still. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> In this day and age, you can, you can grow your own um, Mary Jane in some states, but uh, don't get caught with a whiskey still. Well, you can do craft beer. I wonder if there's like a certain limit. Oh, yeah, you can do beer and wine. You can ferment. You can't distill. Okay. That's the difference. So you can make uh, – I make beer at home, and I love making beer. It's uh, very therapeutic especially when you get to drink it afterwards. Mm. Uh, don't drink it the day you make it or you'll throw up. It's just sugar water. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, after after it's done being made into beer. I grew up making wine. Uh, you know, we, like like any... Italian. But, and, and any Italian that grew up in Kenosha, you know, we called it Dago Red. I think I can say that because I am one. Did you but, stomp uh, the grapes with your feet? No, that we actually did not stomp the grapes with our feet. We had a, a toenail in my glass. <laughs> <laughs> Where well, did that come from? Hey, that you know what? If you have a toenail in your glass, it's probably not uh, homemade wine. Probably the, the the witch of Macbeth put a spell on you or something oh, like that. You going Shakespeare on us? I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> I put a spell on you. I could I could go Shakespeare. I could go. I could go ten different directions with that one. Well, you, you could go bewitched, bothered, and bewildered too. But yeah, you can make beer. You can make wine. As soon as you take that uh, fermented beverage and you run it under a flame and you evaporate it into another container and cool it down and turn it into a distilled spirit that's where you have to worry about operating an illegal still mm. and i guess that is the uh unavailable that is the uh hey mr unavailable we're not answering just so you know sorry once again folks when you call up and if your phone comes across unavailable we do not take the call sorry nope never 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 uh you guys got another tune you guys want to play uh we'll take a break a little bit a little bit We'll take a break in a little bit. Oh, we'll then, think uh, about it. Yeah, we'll, think, yeah. I, I'll give you, we'll give you guys think about. It. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk a little it. bit more about what we got going on. Then we'll mm-hmm. go to break in about five minutes or so. In about five minutes. By the way, if you didn't hear during the first hour, uh, August seventeenth, mm-hmm. uh, Jim is going to be doing some funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, for a serious cause. And yeah. uh, you want to talk about that again? Yeah, one more it's time? the alternating hemophilia uh, of childhood. Uh, it's a disease. Uh, that is misdiagnosed in, in in thousands of kids. They think they're just, you know, having seizures, so they give them all these drugs, you know, and it ends up that this is actually a disease, and we need to get awareness or getting close to a cure for it. Uh, what it is, they're, they're developing good genes to get to the bad gene to kick the bad gene out, kind of like what they're doing with Parkinson's right now. So a lot of stem cell research, I'm guessing. A lot lot of research on it. August 17th at the Hiawatha Bar and Grill in Sturdivant. Um, That's a fun place. I haven't been there in years. I haven't been there in years, in years. Uh, I'll be doing a little comedy there. Uh, Also, uh, Dolby Maxwell, a great uh, stand-up comedian, will be doing some things. There's also a poker run involved. And some really great raffle prizes, uh, which includes a 2015 Wolf... 550 cc scooter you can uh, win or a kayak a 50 like cc scooter. how fast can you go on a 50 cc scooter by the way is that like is that like the old honda spree i think you, I think, I think you go 35 40 maybe that's how old miles. i am i hear scooter i think honda spree yeah yeah uh so there's a poker run involved with it too so uh that's uh coming up uh and a suggested uh donation of ten dollars at the door 
I mean, you can walk in and give nothing, but you'll be looked at sideways and be asked to leave. I'll stand there and look at you all night if you come in there with nothing. And then uh, there is a, a great improv show coming up on the 18th. Okay. Uh, this week in Racine at 6th Street Theater I'm involved with. And what day is that this week? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This week. Yep. Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. Uh, 8 p.m. I can tell you I met some of your uh, your, your your fellow cast members. Mm-hmm. Really, really yeah, good people. Yeah, we were in people. last week. It was a lot of fun. I was watching them rehearse before the show, and then mm-hmm. they came in, and we did a little improv. Funny, funny cast mm-hmm. of characters you got there. So uh, we got three shows this week, and then uh, the following Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 25th, 26th, and 27th at uh, 8 p.m. again at the uh, 6th Street Theater in downtown Racine. If you go to overourheadplayers.org, you can get tickets in advance. All right. And if you missed any of that, overourheadplayers.org, any of that, we will make sure that we have the full schedule on uh, this week's episode right up on getrealwithralph.com, which is on our YouTube channel. It'll probably mm-hmm. take us till tomorrow to have Gina who's sitting in the corner diligently taking notes here. Gina's awesome. Let me give Gina a round of Gina applause. Gina She's amazing. Gina came as an intern this summer. I uh, asked my uh, web developer if he knew anybody who uh, might be able to help me put content together. And this has turned into such a wonderful thing this summer. She's she's helped in every mm-hmm. aspect. She's helped me with my food show, 262 Eats. She's she's helping here with Get Real with Ralph. She's helping do some stuff on uh, in our real estate company as well. And I'll tell you, I, it's not very often that I meet somebody that well-rounded at, at that young of an age and take that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. But, boy, she can do she can mm-hmm. do so many things when it comes to, to marketing tasks and uh, social media and and believe me, she's a lot faster than I am. It must be I think I think for like every year of age you get a little slower because she does she does these postings twice as fast as I do when I go to nah, put it out there. She grew up with that. What about our man over here? We got That's right. Ray sitting over there going, oh, Ray, now gets, Ray now gets the love every day. He does. Ray now is our as is, is our camera guy. He is our video editor. Ray came aboard um I wanna say right right around November. And um, he was the second producer for our uh, food show, 262 Eats, which, uh, shameless plug there, go to 262eats.com if you want to know all the great places mm-hmm. to eat. You've probably heard the commercial. But we, we started doing a food review show, and uh, about 10 episodes in, uh, we had to make a, a producer change, and uh, uh, Ray came along. At, uh, I think he was in the right place at the right time, or we had him in the right place at the right time, no matter how you look at it. And so we, we launched this show, Get Real with Ralph, on the back of, of right now trying to figure out how to do sound and video and uh, started just doing roundtable discussions on different topics in my office. And uh, that turned into this, what we're standing up doing here. Yeah. And uh, none of that none of that could have been done with, without right now um, paying attention and figuring out how to solve uh, some very complicated audio-video problems that I definitely couldn't solve on my own. And when you're a fledgling company, you don't have the the budget to just go grab someone who's been at it for 30 years. And uh, he's he's done a fantastic job as Way well. Way to go, Ray. Yeah. So when we come back from the break, you guys are going to give us a little more, uh, sure, a little more entertainment yeah. and uh, we'll a little more music. And hopefully we'll get somebody who calls in who actually wants to display their phone number <laughs> and uh, they'll want to d- join in the conversation with us on Get Real with Ralph.
And we are back in the studios at AM 1050, WLIP, WLIP.com, or simulcast on YouTube at GetRealWithRalph.com. And you listen to It's All Right, Ma, off the soundtrack of Easy Rider on this, the 50th anniversary of that movie. If you haven't seen it, go Amazon Prime it, Netflix it, whatever it is, and, and watch it. You're in, for a, uh, you're in for a classic treat. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic. And in the studios with us, uh, with, with, with me and Jim today, we have Eric Nelson and, and Sean Drake, who've been uh, keeping us entertained with uh, their musical abilities. And uh, they've promised to play another cover for us. And then I guess we're going to have a little musical fun while we're at it, too. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try something out. All right. If you're watching on the feed, you can see by the look on Eric's face, it got a little fear in his eye. <laughs> Hopefully he got a little rabbit in his blood, too, while he's at it. All right, what are you going to play for us now? Uh, This could be uh, Good-Hearted Woman. Good-Hearted Woman. Are there any left? Uh, There's a couple, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, there was. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric and Sean. Long time forgotten the dreams that just fell by the way. The good life it promised ain't what she's living today. Though she never complains about the bad times or bad things that he's done. Just talks about the good times and all the good times will come. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man She loves him in spite of his wicked ways that she don't understand Through teardrops and laughter that pass through this world hand in hand She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man He likes the bright lights, the night life, and good time and friends. When the party's all over, she'll welcome back home again. Though she don't understand him, she does the best that she can. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good time man. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man. She loves him in spite of his wicked ways that she don't understand. Through teardrops and laughter that pass through this world hand in hand. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man.
She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man. She loves him in spite of his wicked ways that she don't understand. Through teardrops and laughter that pass through this world hand in hand. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man. She loves him in spite of his wicked ways that she don't understand. Through teardrops and laughter that pass through this world hand in hand. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man. All right. Good-hearted woman. Outstanding. Thank you. Now, who did that originally? That was uh, Waylon and Willie. Waylon and Willie. Waylon and Willie. That's good. So we're talking we're talking bluegrass improv because a lot of bluegrass is improv, I guess, right? Is that the, uh, is well, that the idea? Well, the solos are. A lot of the solos you know, are. Kind of like, like a jazz band. All right. Met, uh, Got it. You know, everybody gets a chance to have a solo. It's like a jam session. Yeah. Gotcha. And but there, but there's some lyrical improv that goes along with that too. <laughs> Not as much as I've seen. <laughs> like the like, well, you know, like I, the best the best lyrical bluegrass improv I ever saw was, um, what's his name? Roger Miller. Is uh, they had Roger Miller on the Muppet Show, and they got Frank Oz and Jim Henson to. So they did this, this Muppet bluegrass band. Muppet. Bluegrass. It was all of them as Muppets, and every time that there was a solo, the like so the the banjo player would walk up, and then they'd go. <laughs> they do it all vocally, you know, even though they had a Muppet banjo in their hand. Sure, sure. That you know then Frank Oz came up with the bass. Doom, doom, doom. The only uh, the only thing I can compare that to is um, old episodes of Hee Haw. Yeah, I oh guess my... you'd see it there too. It's oh, kind of hee-haw. funny that you said Hee Haw because I was thinking of uh, Roy Clark, uh, the Roy Clark on oh, the Muppet yeah. Show. Oh my yes. God, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> so and one of the greatest pickers ever. Oh. The way that guy played. A friend of mine, um, <clears throat> uh, Joey Van, is this uh, uh, older gentleman, obviously, but he used to tour with. Uh, he did comedy. He toured with Roy Clark. He said, and they played golf a lot together. He says, Clark was a hell of a guitar player, could not play golf. <laughs> he just was not a good golfer. Well, that makes two of us. Yeah. yeah I'm not a very good golfer three. either. Well, I'm, I'm sure he was uh, doing a lot of picking when a lot of people were uh, you know, playing 18 holes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it takes, and that's what people don't realize is whatever it is you do, you got to spend a lot of time at it to get good. You What's know, the you're thing? Not, you're not going to walk out there on 10, the golf course. 10,000 hours or something or whatever. I forget what it is. 10,000 shots, 10,000 practice shots for every shot you take. I think that was a 10,000 to 1 practice to play ratio. I think I remember hearing that as the uh, as the number. So Regardless, it's, it's going to take some time. Sometimes you get to do your practice and your playing all at once. That's what we do here on Get yeah. Real with Ralph. That way we can keep it real, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I was thinking that seeing as how you got a passion for improv and a passion for bluegrass, we could try a little improv bluegrass where well, all right. 
Exactly, exactly. We could get uh, we could get you laying down a little beat, and then we could throw subjects out there. Maybe subjects from today's uh, show, even, and see if we could. So you know, Eric can start playing, and then we can throw out like a subject from today's show, and then Sean can t- try and turn that into some lyrics or into some words. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a, a total recipe for disaster. Absolutely. That's you'll what now remember. You'll see why I, li- I generally don't talk at shows and have a fiddle. We've only got two dumps, so if you use a swear word more than twice, our game is over. Nice. Because oh, no, no. uh, we got to hit the button really quick. I got it all out of my system before coming in. Yeah, yeah that's what I normally is. do. Yeah, so do I. Just went through the whole Carlin list. And- I get, I, I, I go through a case of Tourette syndrome right before we go on the air, oh, and I yeah. just, uh, you ever see when Carlin does that whole, all the words you can't say all at once? It's mm-hmm. pretty darn funny. It sure is. I sure wish I could say all of them words, but I can't. So you gonna? So I'm gonna, you're gonna make gonna get, up a song about not being able to say those words. All right, let's go. While doing this silly voice. Yep. Well, there are so many swear words out there. I wish I could say them all. You know the ones I'm talking about. They're in your head. Yep. The S1, the F1, the C1, the B1. What's the B1? Second verse, pole dancing. Yeah, oh, yep, 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 yep. yep. Alright. There are so many poles that I'd like to dance on. Wait a minute. There's poles you like to dance on? Yeah, yeah, I really didn't. I, I, I kind of put my foot in my mouth with that one. Well, tell us about the I wish I could use one of those words that we can't say. To dance on a pole? No, that, that would be like, wee. Well, we can say that the, word. Let's skip to the third verse, cops in Starbucks. What do you think? Okay, okay, hold on. I got this one. I got All this right, one. All right, here we go. So I called up a firefighter to my house, and they set it on fire. So I went to the local Starbucks and bought a Frappuccino and I put it out myself by pouring coffee on the fire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, longer than a look, There's huh? something, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a much easier standing on this side just throwing the words out there to you and seeing if you can make it into something. Yeah. yeah, but I think we might. So be that was that's <laughs> that, yeah. I've done too many improv bluegrass. Well, just think country instead, and it's just it's easier. Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you play it backwards. Like if we if we played improv country, then it's super simple because go ahead name those topics that always come up in the pop country songs now. Pole dancing. <laughs> yes. Trucks. 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 Dogs. Maybe they have a pole mounted in the back of their truck. Bars. Oh, that would be great. She got a pole in the back yeah. of the F-150. It's practically... Swings on an end. She's know, like, mighty nifty. When, when, she when, locks when, the way I fish. <laughs> yes. Where I cast my line. Yep. Go ahead. Hook on keep, a good one. Keep them really double entendres coming. You know, these are actually pretty good. Someone's going to listen to this and steal this. And... <laughs> Oh, I know we shouldn't have done it on live radio, guys. I mean, how this is not a closely guarded secret anymore. Hey, we got uh, unavailable. We got nobody. <laughs> nobody. I feel like I, I feel so like okay. this is a Seinfeld show. Nobody keeps calling us. <laughs> really, the phone keeps ringing and it's nobody. Right. That is. Yeah. That is totally the premise of this show. It is. It is. It's a show about nothing. We got nobody calling. 
Yeah, singing gibberish. I could. Hey, I'm current on all my bills. <laughs> well, I think I think it might be the IRS calling us from India, letting us know that they're going to send the local sheriff to our house to come get us if we don't pay the money yeah. over the phone right now. Or that a would fire be a great fighter to song. set your house Ooh. on fire. That's the new threats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Don't make me get the fire department <clears throat> over here. Fighting fire with fire. Like, yeah, fire exactly. with <laughs> that one was coming. That's, you know that was coming. Yeah, the only song I can think of in pop culture that has that would be Billy Joel. Oh, the we, we didn't, didn't start the fire? Yep. No, no. You no? can say the human heart is only make-believe. Right. I am only fighting fire with fire. That's a one. Oh. Yep. Uh, you may be No, that's not you may no. be right. It's don't ask me why. Yep. There we go. That took a while, and I didn't Google it, folks. No. Oh, yeah. Good. Well done. Really well, well, Google manipulates the answers anyway. <laughs> They're going to tell me the answers they want me to come up with in my head. Whenever you're trying to think of a song, you start singing the song until it gets to the chorus of what oh, yeah. name of the song is. Yeah, but that's hard it's to like, do oh, on yeah. the radio. Oh, the Hokey Pokey. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew yeah, something about putting... You know, my right hand in, took my right hand out. I put it in, I shook it all about. Jim, don't tell yeah, us what, what you're doing with your right hand. What's this song? It's, it's still what is this radio. song? <laughs> Hokey Pokey, turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You guys remember going to the local record store and doing exactly just that to them? Way back when. Because you didn't know what song it was. It just kind of got up there and I started singing the song a little bit. I had, and... a, I had a literal one of those in my life. It's still to this day. It was, it was a Curtis Mayfield song. Okay. It was, it say it's all right, it's all right. But I heard it in the movie, the, the made-for-TV movie version of It, that old yeah. one. Yeah. And it's like the only song in it. Yeah. And I remember, like, when I was a little kid going to record stores and being like, you guys, can you show me which one this is? The, it's all right. Da, 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 da. Oh, they would stand there and they would just look at you yeah. like you're a dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember going to Grand Central and trying to figure that out. It took years before yeah. I found out what that song was. I mean, uh, I was now, now also too an dumb. Should have looked at you the credits. You just pull out the app and it'll tell you what song and who mm-hmm. the is. Yeah, you got SoundHound now. You can just mm-hmm. sing into your phone. Of course, some people sing into it and it comes up with a song right away. And some people, you could probably put it in front of it and it'll never find a song. Uh, you know, my wife was one of those people you would never find the song if she sang into it. I swear to God. She has to give me the lyrics and I can look it up by lyrics. Hopefully the lyrics are right because uh, uh, you ever just... You, you ever meet little, someone that just has little, no little work on that pitch? Eh? No melodic, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like Simon Cowell. You were very pitchy there, yeah. But uh, yes. no, I think that was Randy that caught everybody pitchy. It was Dogged. rubbish. It was total rubbish. <laughs> I was offended to even hear it. There we go. <laughs> offended. You, you offended my senses. I don't have any senses left to offend. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. I will offend your sense of smell. Well, that, all right. No, no, we don't do those here. <laughs> yeah, we do. You just don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, well, we, at least we don't do the sounds. You know, you just have to assume that that sort of thing is going on. Well, with the video, it'll catch the faces, so we'll know if it's real or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, geez, you'll see. That's right. You'll see Sean Crinkle also. Uh-huh. I will. A little, little crinkle happens there. Well, we're just about out of time, folks. We are just this about is, out of time. Is, and, I, I would say and this material. <laughs> this was one of the best shows we've had. It is. It is. And oh, we are kind of kind of throwing. Yeah, I am. Uh, but you know, we've got everybody together. We did. We had like nothing planned. Zero. I. I. Let me reiterate. You had nothing planned. I had for nothing the, for this show. Nothing planned. I rely on him. Gotcha. Yeah. Which normally, 
normally it comes together nicely. That's where all that improvisation today. Yeah. Today we proved that uh, it can come together nicely, even with uh, even with a little less prep work. Yeah. So, uh, with that, we are going to sail on out on the back of Doctor John because I feel like we're all in the right place at the wrong time. Like always, on Get Real with Ralph. Right, thanks, Sean and Eric, for coming in. Give you Thank guys a round of applause. Too. You guys Thank are amazing. And we'll see you on your next show. Uh, playing when? Did you say you're playing? Uh, well, really, we're not playing anywhere locally for a while. What's well, you guys are going to be doing we're the Ogama. We're going to be Ogama. And I'll be at Moon oh, Dance. Oh, uh, Peace Tree Music Peace Tree Musical, August uh, 10th we'll and 11th. Everybody come out to Peace yes. Tree Music Festival. Yes. There's a lot of great local acts playing there as well as And Pernoyer Park. Acts, so right, the band show. Uh, maybe you guys can, uh, as it gets closer, I'll plug that too. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Definitely will. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Into.